welcome to Boku no Tangent, that time I listened to an anime podcast. I'm your host, Matt Van Blaircom. And I'm the other host, uh, William. The the one, the young one, William Senate. Yes, that's, there it is. that's the name, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, Will. Oh, Will. It's, it's late, isn't it? <laughs> it is late. We're recording this at 11 o'clock. Yeah, uh, it's... 11.15 on a Thursday evening. So strap in, folks, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, so today, we are going to be discussing a little bit more surreal... And experimental, that is not a pun, I swear. I, I press X to doubt that. <laughs> uh, so today, Will is going to pitch me on a, an anime from one of my favorite directors. Yep. And I'm actually going to pitch him an anime from one of my favorites from when I was a teenager. Probably about 13 years old is when I saw this one for the so, first time. So uh, how much uh, emo shit am I to expect from this show, Matt? Well, teenage you. Teenage me actually got off of the emo phase pretty quick, mm-hmm. but he kind of fell into the goth phase pretty hard ooh, after that. Ooh. So it's it's the goth side of emo. No, I would say this one is definitely more, it, it, it's like cyberpunk thriller is. Okay. Yeah. So um, the show is Serial Experiment Lane. Okay. So it's, it does it, is it about cereal? No, it's not. It's they like don't ex- they don't experiment on cereal. No, unfortunately, you know, I was hoping that cereal experiment lane was they were trying to make a new like, what if we made a mix of like grain cereal and life cereal and we called it Lane and we experimented serially on the cereal and unfortunately, I, I was I was hoping it was going to be an episodic documentary and to people who are like obsessed with only one cereal. And oh, that'd then, like, be good people, too. It's like it's like the shows where like people go and they're like they change people's closets, but it's for people who only eat cereal. They're like, you know, I know you like Cheerios, Jeff, but have you ever tried Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Well, topical <laughs> choice with Cinnamon Toast Crunch because Twitter is ablaze right now. With, with is it is it the shrimp? It's the, it's shrimp. the shrimp. Okay, yeah, you know. Well, so they... so you're telling me this isn't the plot of Cereal Experiment Lane where they no. try to put little shrimpies. No. In the cereal is an experiment. <laughs> no, you know, what you're thinking of is, I know exactly what kind of show you're talking of. You're thinking of uh, Queer Eye for the Hungry Guy. Exactly, exactly. Here, which, have you actually watched Queer Eye? Yes, I have. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so Serial Experiment Lane. Um, mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm re-watch- I'm, I watched this when I was a teenager, and uh, I have consumed much alcohol and consume, or consume, there we go. Uh, had many concussions since then. Yeah, you know. Yeah, as, me as well. Yeah, <laughs> not so, the alcohol part, but the concussions. Yes. So I don't remember the exact everything about it. I just remember really enjoying it, and I'm actually rewatching the series right now. Okay. And I'm going to try and pitch you on just a synopsis of the first episode. Okay, I'm down. Maybe okay. with it. So Lane is a middle school girl. Okay. And she is kind of an outcast. Like she has friends, but she's kind of the really shy, quiet one. And I, I can't relate, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been the loud, boisterous one. I cannot relate. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so she um, she is in class, and the episode starts with this this one schoolgirl crying uncontrollably. Like, she's visibly upset. And everyone's just like, it's just a prank. It's just a prank. It's an awful prank. You don't have to worry about it, though. Whoever did this to you is so mean. Hmm. And everyone's like, huh, what? Like, there are people who know. Okay. But are people who don't. And then I'm scared. <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of giving things pieced together. Okay. Um, like for example, the uh, operating system of their commute uh, commute. Com- uh, sorry, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek lately, so I was going to say communicators. I thought you were going to say commuters. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, but their computers uh have a form of like smart AI, kind of okay. like what we thought something like Siri would be at by the 2020s. But this was back in like 2000. Okay. So it's, it's like future hopeful. 
kind of like cyberpunk on like what we think yeah, is gonna happen back sure, in hopeful. well That's i mean not for. hopeful in choice of like oh it's gonna be happy but right. hopeful in the technology's right, better right, right. in some areas right it's not like we're actually at. it's not like robots are running around or anything in the show but it is yet a, it's a very very good yet because um, <laughs> the series is well it's, it's very experimental um, i wonder hmm. but uh so lane is kind of we're, we're kind of being pieced together everything that lane is being fed. Mm-hmm. So we get to see the world through her experience that the machine, you know, the computer that she has is decent, but it's not top of the line, but her dad loves computers. Gotcha. She's got a cool dad. Cool dad. Very, very kind of absent mother. She, like, the her family <laughs> life is shown, but her mother's kind of distant. Her sibling is a little, you know, aloof. And Lane actually shows very lacking social skills in person. Mm-hmm. But she can talk to her dad about computer stuff. And we are drip-fed, like I said, the information. And one of the things we find out is a classmate of Lane's has recently committed suicide. And the prank is people are receiving emails from her after her death. Gotcha. Okay, so that's kind of like the premise for... That's, that's what, the setup. That's the mystery. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like the, the everybody's favorite emo plot line. Right. You know, 13 Reasons Why, you exactly. know, 20 years ago in yeah, an anime. Yeah, ex- exactly. But the the whole thing is is everybody's trying to be like, who the hell is sending these emails? Who the... Blah, 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 blah. And then the uh, first episode ends with Lane getting an email. And that is the setup is... Lane, who is for trying to figure out what happened to her classmate. Yeah. Was she friend? Like, she know this classmate? She knew this classmate. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of hard to say who's Lane's friends because she's mm. kind of, she's not like a social outcast, but she's a very reserved character. Gotcha. So more of like, no one, like, she's not like the bully kid at the class that no one likes, but right. she's like the silent sort of like mysterious, like everyone knows her, but like. You know that very uninteresting kid in class who just doesn't do anything? Yeah. That's Lane. Gotcha. And it's really cool because that is the setup. That is who she is in person. Gotcha. But she, I imagine she has some other things like she online. Maybe she's a different person. Like That's on for her you chat. to find out. I'll find out. I'm, I'm yes. pumped. Okay. I'm down. And like I said, it, it starts with a murder mystery and I'm, it I'm, ends with a thrill I'm, like, oh, hey, by the way, the, the phone call's coming from inside the house. Ooh. That's, yeah. ew, I like that. I love murder mysteries. Yeah, because um, it starts off with, oh, hey, this this girl committed suicide. All of a sudden, everybody's starting getting emails from her saying, oh, by the way, I definitely did it. Yeah. But this is not a pre-recorded message. Yeah. I, I like, I'm not like an emo goth boy, but mm-hmm. I do like the emo goth stories I tend mm-hmm. to. I like sad stuff. I like I'd recommend, uh, I'd definitely probably have to, have to recommend, like, uh, Ergo Proxy or um, Yeah, it's on Bo- my watch list. Or Boogie Pop Phantom. Those or, are both on my watch list. Or yeah. uh, Witch Hunter Robin. Those are also all, on my all watch three list. series that were peak teenage math. Let's just say there's a lot of shows on my watch <laughs> list. <laughs> right. But that is the setup for Serial Experience. Okay, I'm, um, I'm, I'm down. Anybody who decides that they want to go watch this, I do need to throw in a really big disclaimer right here for the ending track. Ooh, is it the spinny naked lad? It, yeah, so it is supposed to symbolize rebirth mm. and which was Evangelion. a yeah which was a big theme of like in anime from like the the late 90s and the early 2000s with the the uh, the birth and the advent of the technical the new tech age yeah and this is a story about almost like a coming of age using technology yep uh so lane is in a fetal position and again you don't really see anything here but she is naked in the end credits yeah and like, she is a middle school student which yep. i had to put a big old 
Yikes alert there for anybody who decides to watch it, but... Pulling an Evangelion. Yeah. Um, the, the, just have someone naked spinning in your ending credits yeah. as a sign of rebirth and uh, growth. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's not a weird thing to do. I mean, this is the same series that had the main character jerk off over his comatose friend. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then in the DVD release, rather than just saying, yeah, that seems fucked up, cut, they just increase the gamma yeah, so bad that just you like, can't see what was happening. But you, we all know in our we, hearts. We all know he was squeezing that gogurt tube. Shinji was s- dropping the kids off at the s- school. He was uh, he was taking the kids to visit Asuka yep. at the hospital. He's like, God, that say hi. hi. Yeah, we gotta get off that scene, because that scene, I, I legitimately get <laughs> skewed out so much by that scene. Yeah, so fair warning on that. Uh, yes. I'm pitching you on one of my favorite shows, mm-hmm. uh, Tatami Galaxy. Which I've heard great things about, but I've yep. not actually watched. So, much like your show, Tatami Galaxy is a story of coming of age, mm-hmm. but not in middle school. Okay. This is a story of coming of age and discovering yourself in college, specifically, okay. which is a, a place that you don't often see anime focusing on. So, I really enjoyed that. Okay. The big thing about Tatami Galaxy is you got really, really intricately written characters. Okay. You've got a bunch of weird plot, a bunch of weird stuff's happening. It has a time loop function. Which is every episode okay. is the same thing happening, but different paths are taken. Oh god, are we in for an endless eight situation from uh, Malakaria? Uh, who sees me again? Yeah, but imagine if that was executed well. That's impossible because that that arc was so bad. But so here's the, here's the thing. Okay, is you it has a distinct watch order. Okay, so you you watch the episodes in episodical order. Sure. And every time the the premise is the same. You've okay. got your main character who's nameless. Yep. He is going to college, and he decides that he wants to join a club. Right. One of the many college clubs to get his uh, beautiful... I can't remember what he says, but he says he wants, like, his beautiful college life or something like that. Sure. And every episode follows him joining one club, and mm-hmm. kind of the shenanigans that him and his best friend, pal, that he meets in college go on as they're in that club, and kind of, like, a bunch of different characters interact and story elements proceed. Okay. His kind of goal is he's got, like, this raven-haired beauty sort of, like goal of like i want to meet some hot raven haired girl Mm -hmm. you know have some success there Mm -hmm. and every episode is kind of like a story being it's like a really weird romance story but because every episode is looping Mm -hmm. on itself where he joins a different club every episode and you get to interact with different characters okay but you get to see the same characters from like maybe a different episode from a different angle and, okay. like, their interactions with each other are different. So you, like, know from watching episode one that that character, you know, has some secret. And so you know in episode two, when you see them again in a different scenario, you know that secret. And okay. so it's this really, like, unraveling, detailed, like, puzzle of a plot that you're just, like, you have to pay really close attention to. Okay. And it's really, really confusing. And then you watch the last episode... And it all, like, perfectly ties together into a little bow. And you it's, like, the most, like, rewarding sense of, like, oh, I, I did it. I pushed through that really confusing stuff. Okay. And now I'm rewarded. So I do need to ask, because yeah. this is a Masaki Yusa project. Yes, it is. Masaki Yusa is really good at making you feel okay with yourself and then soul-crushed. Yeah. Does uh, Tatami Galaxy follow Soul Crush, or is that something I'm going to so have to experience So it Soul myself? Crushes you first, okay. and then makes you feel better about okay. yourself. Okay, so for, for rec- reference here, Yusa also directed Devilman Crybaby, mm-hmm. and Ride Your Wave. Yep. 
And but he also did ping pong the animation. He did, yes, which and, was also very good. And I actually so there's another. This is on brand for us for going on a. He's tangent. my favorite director, by the way, as well. Oh, okay. Uh, he's one of mine, absolutely. But um, I'm also a big Go Nagai fan who wrote Devilman. Yep. So that was how I was introduced to Yusa. But uh, there is another anime from my middle school era. Okay. And I only remember this because my friend gave me a copy of the anime Cat Soup. I need to watch that. It's Do you really, though? Yes, I do. It's a requirement. Cat Soup is not bad, but they're in the DVD. Uh, not as good as Dog Bread, but, you yeah, know, every once in a while you gotta eat cat soup. Yeah, but I, I thought it was Dog Casserole. Did they, did they make they, it a sequel? They, or? You know, so in the manga it was Dog Casserole, oh, and the okay, anime yeah. changed it to Dog Bread. But there was not So the, when you and I first met, we were talking anime, and you mentioned Ping Pong the Animation. Yep. And I, for the life of me, was thinking, did they redo this anime from, like, when I was, like, 12? Because I swear to God, there is an anime that's about <laughs> ping pong from, like, 2002, 2003. And because of ping pong the animation, anytime I try and Google ping pong anime, that's all that fucking comes up. And I it's hate lost. it. It's lost. It's lost to time. I really hope it's not lost media. If it is, I have to go get a copy of Cat Soup so I can watch the trailer so yep. that I can figure out what it's called. And uh, who, who, who was the studio on Tatami Galaxy? Oh, I think it was Wit Studio. Okay. The art style is really, really unique and okay. surreal. Does a lot of abstract plot. Uh, okay. It moves really, really quick. Okay. The pace of the show does not take any breaks. Feel free to pause. The subtitles... I heard they go wicked fast. It's mile a minute, especially... So it, it's I, I mile made it through Shin Godzilla. I think I can. It's a mile a minute on the exposition, okay. and then it slows down for the actual character dialogue. Okay. But the, the style's very surreal. I love the OP. Okay. It's really good. The art style likes to experiment. Seriously? That was a pun, yes. Uh, it likes to experiment. It, it was a pretty with... lame pun. It makes a <laughs> lot of metaphors. Fuck you, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I know it was. <laughs> Anyways, it makes a lot of metaphors. Okay. Um, in relation to its characters and its plots, and it likes to reuse those. Okay. So it has a bunch of characters that it likes to use as symbolism. Uh, there is a cowboy riding a horse to symbolize horniness. Okay. And the main character's dong. And so whenever he's a little horny, the the horse and the cowboy show up in scenes in the background in like so, really so, surreal, like 2D sort of style. So it, I get to warn you about artistic naked 12 year old you're warning me about cowboy dong god <laughs> i'm warning you about cowboy dong except you know it's not of a 12 year old it's of thank god an imaginary cowboy so um i pulled up some of the other works of that uh Ritaru nakamura who directed serial experiment lane yeah uh, i pulled up some of his other works here uh i don't recognize any of these any of his work no so oh no sorry i take that back i recognize soccer wars but like tomcat's big adventure the Life of Gosku Budori, Legend of Christiania, Legend of Christiania OVA, Serial Experiment Lane, 1998, my bad. So it was it was turn of the millennia uh, for Lane. Oh, never mind. Oh, fuck me. He worked on Colorful. Did he? Yeah, Colorful is a... Hit me with, what's, what's Colorful? <laughs> so Colorful was a series that was like short, bite-sized, comedic, etchy moments. Okay. So you'd have these, like, really horny guys who would try to, like, have lustrous thoughts over women, and then they'd get their comeuppance somehow. Okay. Yeah. And, like, I... So, so, you he's the horny bomb. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> essentially. Um, and I remember Colorful because it got an ad at my very first anime convention in the flyer. I went to SakuraCon and they gave me a flyer for it because I was getting a dub. 
and then G4 picked it up, and of course they had to run it next to their preview and showcase show that they were doing at the time called Nocturnal Emissions. Wow, what's that one about? It was just like showing off like games that were coming. Like oh, okay, how Heavy gotcha. Rain was to, uh, originally announced was through Nocturnal Emissions, but because it was like they needed something to fill the late night block at night, a Nocturnal, they needed to broadcast something, a transmission, and a mission, it will. Haha, <laughs> get it? Boner jokes. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and then colorful. But then um, Kino's Journey, I don't recognize. Wreck. Kino's Journey, Country of Illness for You, Ghost Hound. Ghost Hound? I yeah. want to watch Ghost Hound. I, yeah, we're, we're scratching the, the premise of this episode. <laughs> we're both going to watch Ghost Hound. Um, but yeah, no, I don't recognize any of these works that he did. Uh, but Serial Experiment Lane was done by Studio Triangle Staff. Triangle Staff? Okay. Yeah. Never heard of them. What are they... What have they done? Uh, they have done Serial Experiment Lane, Colorful... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, they actually have not done anything since uh, 2000. 2000 was the very last thing they worked on. Uh, so they are a defunct studio now. They went so under was, in 2002. Tommy Galaxy was by Madhouse, not by Wood, Wood Studio. Oh, Madhouse is a great studio. Yeah, they're really, really good. And you did say you did, you've seen uh, Nice Short Walk On Girl, right? I've seen bits of it. Okay, so that is actually. You, it's a different story, mm-hmm. but it's done in the same art style using the same characters. Yeah, it's the same creator. In the same creator, but it's the same characters, kind of. Okay. They're the same models, and a lot of them have similar elements, but they tend to have the different names and different behaviors. Okay. But they're basically companion pieces. I, I do want to pull up... They reference each other I, I'm curious now because of Triangle, uh, Triangle Staff. Um, I wanted to take a quick look at their Wikipedia page here with you. Their last project was a series known as Nia Andu Sebun. Okay. Nia A7. I think I've heard of that. Was a dodinchi manga created by graphic designer yep. Yoshitoi Abe and later published by Kodoa Shoten and their Shonen, mag- Shonen magazine, Monthly Ace Next, Can for I see October that? Do you have the cover? 1999 to 2001. Manga revolves around uh, Miyoko, a poor introverted student who lives above a Japanese bath- bathhouse, Nia A, freeloading over... A freeloading, freewheeling alien who lives in her closet and is considered an outcast by her own kind. So I'm pretty sure someone's read me that premise before. That was the last anime the studio worked on. Wow. So they made they made a hentai. That was their last their last thing. Well, they produced Colorful the year before, and um, I'm going to read you this the quick synopsis here uh, from Colorful. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Colorful was a Japanese manga series by Tojiro K- uh, Kishi. It was eventually adapted into a 16-episode anime television series by Triangle Staff. The episodes are considered composed of vignette typical, typically involving men and teenage boys attempting to catch a glimpse of women's panties and or look down their blouses. The episodes are fast-paced, experimental in animation, sound design and music, manic and very short, about seven minutes each, and filled with comedy. The show is rather ambiguous as to whether the, it supports fetishes it deals with or not. The perpetrators within the show usually fail in their attempt to catch a glimpse, get caught in the act, or suffer any kind of karmatic retribution. Usually? I didn't see the whole show. The only... Okay, so I do have a very vivid memory because you know that joke of, you know, the show when you're watching it, the show when your parents walk in, right? Yeah. Um, Well, I was staying up to watch uh, Nocturnal Emissions because that was how I found out about new game stuff. Again, that's how I found out about Heavy Rain like three or four years before it was ever announced. Okay. Um, and I love that game, but is it different than Light Rain? Uh, did you ever actually play Heavy Rain? No, I not. Super good murder mystery. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think they finally got a PC port, but I know it was a PlayStation. Exclusive. I'll look into it. Yeah. Anyway, 
there was an episode where they were in a study group. Uh, it was an adult class learning how to speak English. Uh-huh. And they were specifically focusing on how to try and pronounce L versus R. Okay. And so he, the guy's watching the teacher... And she, he's he's fixated on her mouth and her tongue. Oh, big yika. Hold on, hold on. So he starts fantasizing about how her tongue rolls uh-huh. and how, how how the roll do and and her lips and like he's mm-hmm. like very much embellishing like oh god her lips look very kissable and oh god what that tongue do mm-hmm. and then the gag is it cuts back to her on the chalkboard going okay so this is it and she can't draw for shit so it's drawing the most unattractive tongue like flicking against teeth. Gotcha. And that was the gag. And thank God that's the bit my parents decided to walk in on and literally no other scene of that show. That seems bad, but not like bad, bad. That's the most tame I ever saw that show at. I saw... I never want to watch this, Matt. No, No, no. Like I said, I only watched it because it it, uh, came on right before Nocturnal Emissions. Maybe maybe, maybe uh, an April Fool's episode. We we have to go back and review Colorful. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Oh no, Uh, Colorful versus High School DxD. (laughs) At least High School DxD has plot, and by plot I mean titty. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, so I am actually really excited because I love Yusa's work, so I'm excited to watch uh, uh, Tatama Galaxy. You know, I'm not excited to watch something by the studio that made Colorful. Yeah. But I at least am really intrigued in the plot for Serial Experiment Um, Lane. I can tell you this, Serial Experiment Lane ends up on a lot of must-sees. Literally no other anime on their production schedule ever got that good. But Lane is... Maybe some of their hentai, but not, but definitely not their, no, their anime. No, no, definitely not the mainstream. Uh, but no, I, I actually really enjoy... Uh, like I said, I'm re-watching uh, Lane because I haven't mm-hmm. watched it since I was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, I'm four episodes in, and I don't remember how it ends, to be completely honest. Oh, that's always fun. And because uh, I had to watch it in... Uh, it had the weirdest... Anybody who was my age, uh, like, like a teenager in the early mid two thousands, knows how much of a chore it was finding anime not released by Toonami, mm-hmm. because you had like Spike TV would randomly show anime. G four had anime blocks, which is how I found Lane and another one of my favorites, Crust of the Stars, which we'll talk to. We'll talk about. So I like when it comes to the crust of stars. Mm-hmm. I just like eating the stars. I don't like the crust. It's like pizza. I said crest. Oh, crest. Are you not hungry? Crust. A little, to be honest. I could go for pizza right now. You want do, pizza? Yeah. Do we need to go take a break? Do we want to? You want to? I think. I think this the, is break time. Perfect time to take a break and go watch this. Yeah. Perfect time. Okay, we are back. Uh, we have now uh, watched the shows. Myself has watched Serial Experience Lane. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt over here, you watched, what was it again? Tatami Galaxy. Oh, yeah, that one. <sighs> and I, I think we both enjoyed our experiences. We're both very confused in different manners, but yes. we uh, we did have fun, at least. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, Tatami Galaxy was done by one of my favorite animators, so even and I love in it. episodes that I wasn't a huge fan of, I was still enjoying the animation, so. It is really, really pretty. It is, and it's so simplistic and minimalist, but it's so expressive in how it works it's, uh, around its limitations. You know, I wish I could say that about Serial Experiment Lanes, when the episodes where I was going like, what the fuck is going on, I just had, I'm like, oh, that's some good shade work. Oh, I like the lighting here. Yep. 
that animation looks like a Play-Doh doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some there's some rough spots, especially the whole uh the whole episode where you have to talk about UFOs and Yeah, that was weird. Like, and that's something I noticed both Lane and Tatami Galaxy do is there's a lot of edited and embossed live action footage. And it's something I normally dislike, and I know with Lane mm-hmm. it was done as animation shortcuts. But to Tommy, I like how it was incorporated. I remember really enjoying, like, that whole, like, sort of stylistic choice in to mm-hmm. Tommy. Yeah, I, I see my big issue is whenever I see a series do the, oh, look, we're incorporating live action into it. I hate when um, that happens because I, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, End of Ava, the, the original canonical ending for Evangelion. I have, yes, actually. Do you remember that whole, like, 30-minute bit where they're just navel-gazing with footage of people in Tokyo? Yeah, it was beautiful. And I, by beautiful, I, I don't mean. I hated every second of that film. I didn't dislike Be- just because that of bit, that. But... I, I, I retroactively hate that entire movie. <laughs> just because. because of... And that is not a joke. <laughs> I legitimately hate that movie. Okay, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, so Lane was an anime that, uh, the reason this one took a little bit longer for us to finish editing is uh, I had to go back and rewatch Lane, because last time I saw it, I was like 12, so we're going back more than 17, 18 years, and Will did watch a bit of Tatami, yeah, but I, not all of it. I just needed to brush myself up on it, you know, just yeah. a, like a little bit of a reminder on, mm-hmm. you know, main character lad. Not main character lad. Right. Uh, the the boob guy, very important. Um, and his fuck doll. Yep. Don't forget about his his sorry his, his sec- Dutch wife. He, yep. Mm-hmm. He loves her very much. Yes, he does. Weirdly. Um, yeah. There's um. Yeah, yeah. God. You want to talk about your character impressions from Tatami Galaxy? You got any favorites? I can never remember his name because the names in Tatami aren't as important as the character that they are supposed to be. I suppose. Uh, it's a very character-focused story as opposed to, like, story-driven. Uh, what is his name? The God. The, oh. the guy who calls himself a God, but by the end, I was ga- I'm was very, very much doubting that he was actually a God and he's just some fucker, like, who just likes to fuck with people because of the proxy war. Well, so, he is a God, but he just fucks with people, basically. He, it, he doesn't do anything really important. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be the God of matchmaking. Right. I, uh, I think he and Ozu are probably my two favorite characters because Ozu at least has personality. Everybody <laughs> else's personality is I'm the athletic guy who's super horny. I'm the I'm the <laughs> weaselly nerd who has weird fetishes. I'm You didn't you really didn't relate to either of those characters, Matt? Because nope. those those are like your two those are yep, your two personality yep. types. Yeah, there, that, there it is. That's there what I would is. write it down as. If I had to pick <laughs> two different stereotype types, you know, the body you the, the athletic guy who likes to make movies and also has a sex doll and the weaselly nerdy guy who makes money off of black market library fees yep who has some kinky shit that he likes to do yep those are exactly me yep it's exactly you i just replace you know your star sign or whatever or you're the yep. the, yeah, the screw, five screw your star sign screw your zodiac <laughs> tell me which tatami galaxy character you are exactly you have to pick two tatami um, galaxy characters merge them together and that's oh, who i'm you sorry are. i'm sorry i do have my favorite character like legitimately my favorite character is the fortune teller she's pretty great she uh, i love like how she starts as just an innocent fortune teller on the side of the road and like eventually gets to the point and every time the gag is every time he the main character who comes up to this fortune teller uh she raises the price by a thousand yen and mm-hmm. it gets to a point where she starts just robbing him as he she's telling him okay this is the price this time 
and her fortune teller equipment eventually is motorized so she can roll up to him on the middle of the like instead of being in the corner where she normally is she can roll up to him on the randomly in the middle of the road say here's your fortune gives him the exact same fortune grabs his wallet says it costs this much and then rolls off on this motorized fortune teller quit cart it's great it's beautiful so, so matt yes if you had to pick two Tommy Galaxy characters to represent me, um, who do I get? You get main character. Oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. The this guy. is the power of Ultra Instinct. <laughs> um, you, God, I, it's probably going to be a main character, and I would almost say Ozu. I'll take it. I'll take it. Ozu, the... Ozu the, fucks. I'm, the, I'm down. The gremlin onion man. Yep. I identify as a gremlin onion man. Who, in the last episode, is not a gremlin onion man, and I kind of hate that. Because the main, the, like, Ozu's character is, like, he is supposed to be the antithesis of everything the main p- character wants. Who The unca- the main character is unnamed as well. Well, his name is, like, me in Japan or something. Yeah, his name in the novel is Watashi. Mm-hmm. Because the book is told in first person. Yeah. So he would refer to himself as I. Uh, it's very Fight Club. So, I mean, I could call him Jack, because that's what kind of what the... The Fight Club community has dubbed uh, the main protag. Well, this show isn't dubbed, so yeah, that you, awesome. you can't dub anybody in so, it. You're right, you're right. So I could dub him as a uh, Jaku. Yeah, yeah, you could. Oh, but yeah. again, but again, it's not dubbed. I get your joke. It's I'm just not acknowledging it. You're not acknowledging it. No. Okay. Just like um, my parents didn't acknowledge my existence. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. We get this like the, the we get this really cool premise where the main character is going through college. He picks a club as a freshman, tries thinking it's going to leave him to his rose-colored life, and by his senior year, he realizes that everything he's worked for is kind of a sham because it didn't pan out the way he wants it to, except for his buddy Ozu seems to not give a damn at that everything has kind of gone AWOL, or not AWOL, has kind of gone off the wall and crazy. And then we get a really cool, really, really well-animated time rewind scene. Oh, it's beautiful. I love it. I'm a sucker for a good, uh, a good mechanical shot like Dude, that. It really reminds me of how time rewinds in Hamilton. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, like that same sort of, f- like, dynamic feel. Yeah. And it, it, I, I'm a sucker for anything like that. But then you get the, you get these characters, you get to see the, the same personalities from different perspectives, from different clubs. Uh, but there's always a constant in the love interest character who is telegraphed almost immediately like main character wants to fall in love with the raven haired maiden is what he's Mm -hmm. trying to get and he thinks that this is what he wants but he actually ends up falling in love with a very easily telegraphed main character who i am convinced is at least from what i remember of seeing it i haven't seen the full movie but i'm convinced it's the main character from night of short walk on girl but so, it's also weird because that book exists in in canon yeah, for so Tommy Galaxy. It exists in canon into Tommy Galaxy. The book that is the basis for the movie Night of Short Walk and Girl, which I'm also going to make you watch. Yeah, just to get that out of the way. No, it's not the main character. It just reuse. Um, Night of Short Walk and Girl uses reuses a lot of the same character models. Mm, okay. So that character model was used. The main character remodel. The only like there's a, some characters which do. So the god Ozu, the movie making man who likes boobies and has a sex doll, mm-hmm. are all canonically in Night of Short Walk. Okay. And so is the drinker, the dentist. Oh, the den- the, the the dental woman who likes to massage gums and lick faces when she's drunk. Yep. What about um... personality? <laughs> That I believe the cats are trying to give input on the other masterpiece that we were going to be comparing tonight, Short Walk on Girl Cat Soup. Yes. So prepare for that. Yeah, that's going to be a trip. That's one I watched back in middle school, and I'm still scarred from it. 
Well, now I also get to become scarred, Matt. The, uh... Just, do you want to know how I got these scars? Uh, he just hands you a DVD copy of Cat Soup. <laughs> oh. I had to pay to get this. God, that DVD is like a couple hundred bucks now. Oh, jeepus. Yeah, and my friend's just... My friend is legitimately like just sitting on, so, on a pile of high-value anime. So, so Matt, yeah. you know, if something goes bad, now you have two options. Yeah, kill sell, you. Sell, mm, you can sell Cat Soup or OnlyFans. Now you oh, have two oh, options. I was going to say kill you and sell your magic cards. But... Whoa, 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 whoa. That's... That's theft. Yeah. D- don't do the theft. Okay. I guess that, that just incriminates me. Didn't the it? the murder. That's fine. <laughs> Understandable. You you you'd be really doing a lot of good for a lot of people. But the theft, man. Come on. I have a family. Like I could pay my nephew through college with those things. Like I don't need to pay for your weird addictions. I mean, coffee is my only addiction. Caffeine. Sorry, specifically caffeine. You know, if if there was a keyboard nearby, I'd be pressing X on it. Yeah. To doubt that statement matt yeah 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 that's fun yeah the what's the oh the neko ramen guy mm-hmm. is also pretty cool he's 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 a lovely man i like him he he doesn't say a damn thing the, the entire series but he is the most chill bro in the entire series if your ramen supplier is not also trying to be your getaway driver you yeah. need to find a new ramen yeah because there's an episode that deals with a, a multi-level marketing company that also is a cult Mm-hmm. And the main character and Ozu piss him off the cult. And uh, the ramen guy just happens to be just there. And he offers to smuggle them out of this mountain. He's like, get in the back. And he doesn't say anything. He just looks at me, points his thumb behind him, like, get in. And he's smoking and he, a cigarette. He's smoking a cigarette the whole time. And he's just a dude who makes really good ramen, apparently. Yeah, and he's got, like, the little tiny black uh, dark sunglasses. Yeah. As far... that Like, that was one of the episodes I probably enjoyed more. I actually, the episode I didn't enjoy the, like was the the one that kind of was like, okay, kind of get on with it was honestly the second to last episode where he gets stuck in the tatami world. Okay. It just because like, it felt like kind of, I get what they were going for that. He was kind of stuck in his own life. Yeah. Like as a metaphor, he was stuck in the own loop. Yeah. I just think the pacing for it was, and I get it. It was supposed to be like, you know, the, the protagonist was dragging through his life, so we're going to drag through this. Yeah. But I feel like the second episode, the, the last episode where he's still in the tatami world, because he ends up getting stuck in a world where his four and a half room tatami, or four and a half tatami room, is only place he can go. So he yep. opens up his front door, he's in another variation of his room. From a different, they're all different versions that we've seen. Yes. Throughout, you know, the time loops. Yeah, and he gets the money, you know, he thought the money with the proxy war... He thought that was coming from the god. It was actually himself who put all the money together because he found uh, in one room there was uh, underneath his desk a, a thousand yen. And he goes, well, I'll just go throughout all the rooms I can. Yep. And he had an infinite supply of food because there was the Castella, that uh, that yep. Japanese cake. That... Which I did find out, even though it has a non-Japanese name, it is a Japanese food. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So kind of like how we have French fries? Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. And, um, also, remember? Do you remember? You might be a little too young for uh, when people were trying to cancel French fries and call them Freedom Fries. Yeah, I'm way too young for that. Yeah, if that were to happen today, you know, I'm I'm not I'm a, a pacifist, but um, th- I would go to war, Matt. That's yeah. that's some shit. Yeah, or um, um, or you can go the Simpsons route instead of calling them free French fries. Uh, you can call them cheese eating surrender monkey fries. Excuse me. Uh, the Simpsons had a running gag for a while where they would call the French cheese eating surrender monkeys. What? 
cheesy. Yeah, just, I, like, I heard my, you. Yeah. I heard you. I, you know, I would like context, but this is a show about anime. Yeah, and The Simpsons. Well, The Simpsons is the greatest anime. No, sorry. No, King of the Hill is yeah, the greatest no, anime No, you've got made. it wrong. You still got it wrong. It's Cory in the House. Oh, sorry. My the, bad. Specifically, I did, I didn't Cor- have cable as a kid, It's Cory in the House for the DS Lite. I, I didn't have Best cable a- as a kid, remember? Did you have a DS Lite, Matt? No. I didn't have a DS until high school or uh, college. Well, did you just get a, a one of the new... What'd you get? Uh, DSi. DSi? Well, guess what it could play? Corey in the house. I have a DS. I don't own it because it's a masterpiece. And it <laughs> costs too much on the secondary market. But you yeah, need... You, that $3 is a little rich for your blood. You know, I, we finally found something to go across from Full Metal Alchemist. Brotherhood. Oh, oh my god. Oh my <laughs> this god. is the only thing that could live up to the Cle- standards. Clearly, that is the only thing. Also, that I've already seen Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, you've already seen Full Metal, you ass. <laughs> yeah, I... I like it because, like, he's stuck in a loop, but I feel like the pacing just wasn't doing anything for me. Um, the Proxy War episode would be probably a close second of the one I dislike mm-hmm. the most um, because the, the the guy who's obsessed with boobs and making movies, that's his character, and he has the, the sex doll. He is in a, a, what was it, the masochist Proxy, 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 yeah, proxy, it, it, proxy, They war? just call it the, max, mock, the uh, masochist Proxy, Proxy War. Where it's a prank war that's been going on for generations at this school. And the god and the uh, sex doll owner are the most recent title holders. Yep. Okay, sure, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, that uh, episode didn't do much for me. But I feel like the pacing of the Tatami episode. Well, do you do you dislike the, the, the boob guy who owns a sex doll? Actually, pretty vehemently, yeah. I'm not okay. a fan of the character. So, so very similarly, how do the main character doesn't like Ozu? Yeah. And you're on this similar sort of character path of realizing that the reason they hate them is hey, because... Guys, I, I gotta go. Um, <laughs> I think the sex shop just opened. I gotta go buy a, a Dutch wife. Exactly, so. you know. Un- I mean... <laughs> we we all know you've been going through some times, Matt, and we're, yep, we're here for yep. you, so... We, we, we wouldn't fault you, bud. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? My therapist says I'm doing great, though. All right, that's good. You know, yeah. drink your coffee here and listen to me serenade you about serial experiment lane. I don't like how you phrase that. Uh, I love how I phrase it. In fact, you know, we're keeping that one in. That one's, that one's golden. That's the take, Crisp. Okay. All right, well. W- one take. So, I mean, I would recommend to Tommy Galaxy, but you, you've got... Oh, also, so... Mm-hmm. This is a series where not only do you have to be able to pay attention to animation, the subtitles are, everybody speaks at like lightning fast paces. It was absurd getting through the first episode, but once I got through the first episode, I could actually watch and read the show at the same time. Uh, much the way Goku felt when he obtained <laughs> the power of the gods and the ability to tap into Ultra Instinct, me watching Tatami Galaxy and reading the subtitles at the same time, Felt very much of like the so this is the power of Ultra Instinct where I could do them both. So and, so Matt, yeah, I just realized that you're a weeb, yeah, and I don't know if I can do this anymore. You just yeah. you just you just quoted Dragon Ball in my like non anime uh, podcast. How dare you? So I would like to point out, Will is also wearing a shirt that says, I paused my anime to be here, and yeah. I'm wearing a Chinese market release of the Star Wars first movie, A New Hope poster. So well, I did pause my anime. Yeah. Okay. I I. It's a great, it's a great anime. It's my anime that I crafted. I, I paused it. It's on pause. I'm no so, longer producing. So speaking it. of anime that you had watched, yeah, I did have to watch things. I still stand by that Lane is an underrated classic. Well, I really do enjoy it. I there's a lot of things about Serial Experiment Lane that I love, specifically because I'm a huge sucker for character-driven shows, mm-hmm. as my love for Tatami Galaxy probably mm-hmm. shows, and. 
Lane is also a heavily character-driven show. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know at the times the animation can be spotty, cheap, cheap, very of its era. Yeah, nineteen ninety-eight. Um, yeah. However, the use of lighting, the use of shading, kind of the use of like more still frames. There's a lot of like key art mm-hmm. in it that's just either jaw-droppingly gorgeous in you know its depictions or the amount of detail. Especially a lot of the frames that are showing like you know fully built out like you know computer panels Mm -hmm. and stacks of wire just sitting on top of each Mm -hmm. other they're just like beautifully drawn in their like detail and this like kind of really nice like meek dark gritty style that Mm -hmm. i really liked and enjoyed that you know as much as some of the animation could be rough considering the era it's from Mm -hmm. and what it was doing it's probably one of the better like you know animation pieces from that time period there can be but i very much have have a very have one image burned into my skull where it's a close-up of lane mm-hmm. doing like a shocked reaction but her head is normal proportions but it looks like somebody went in and photoshop and shrunk her mouth nose and eyes to like 75 yeah. percent uh i i agree with everything you said except, except for that one pan mm-hmm. that that one frame of animation is burned into my skull well i'm i'm sorry matt i everything i said uh the only exception to that is that one panel in which that's the peak oh okay. that's that's the that's the best looking panel in the whole show um, hands down something i f- forgot we re- didn't touch on in tatami and uh, i know lane does it uh, uses it a lot more was uh music mm, yes yeah so do you want to talk about your the music experience for Tatami really quick? Tatami uses very basic like musical cues throughout the show, but it has a very, very good opening and ending. And I do like in the last episode, they switch. The yep. ending song is the opening and the ending song is the opening. They're both really, really good. Well, the, the ending theme from Tatami actually references the ending last two episodes. Yeah, yeah getting stuck in the loop. Also, speaking of the loop, because it reminds me, you get to see all the characters who are going to be involved. Johnny can fuck right off. Oh, the 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 cowboy. The cowboy. Uh, there is a character. In well, Tatami that's what Galaxy. he wants to do, though. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Uh, there's a character in Tatami Galaxy who's called Johnny. He is a puppet cowboy toy who rides a green horse, who is a representation of the main character's sexual desires, and he is insufferable. I genuinely dislike the character. Well, and I, I get it. It's supposed to be. Yeah, you're supposed the, to. Dislike you're supposed it. to dislike him because he's the main character's sexual urges, and the main character is trying to be. No, I'm going to save myself because I'm a pure man of sexual renaissance. I'm not just some horn dog. Yeah, he's he, totally just a horn dog. He's totally a horn dog because, to be let's be honest, we're basically all horn dogs. Well, and like uh, he most he, most people, he has this idea of an ideal woman who's never going to be able to live up to those standards. Yep. So he is. He's projecting onto everybody else in the world. Yeah. So he's preventing himself from being happy by by seeing, oh, what could have been rather than what's in front of me. Yeah, and one of, I guess, the really great depictions of that is the episode where he's, you know, writing letters yeah. to that, uh, that pen pal yeah. that he has, who turns out to just be Ozu pulling a prank on him. Yeah, and then eventually turns out to be Akashi. Yeah. Because Ozu got bored. Yep, but he kind of building himself up as that ideal person to meet his ideal woman, and he kind of goes in this spiral of like, oh, I don't want to go meet in person because I'm not who I want to be. Yeah, and and speaking of, like, 
It was not a joke when I said my therapist was doing said I'm doing good. I actually just recently went through a breakup. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things, funny enough, that yeah, I'm I, sorry, Matt. I just I couldn't. We, I'm sorry we couldn't work out. But yeah, I'm yeah, really go, glad that we're staying go as fuck friends. Yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. I'm trying to have a tender moment I know, here. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um. Uh, uh, one of the things I've actually started doing that's been really helpful, and I, it's it's actually relevant to what Will had just said about to Tommy, is I've started writing letters. Some of them are to myself to encourage myself. Some of them are to the Pope. <laughs> some whoever there's some of them who whoever the one I read last night or wrote last night uh, talking about my therapy session and my COVID vaccination because fuck I was I sore uh, was. To, uh, addressed to to whoever whoever happens to read this. Did you, uh, um, did you try WD forty uh, for the joints? I couldn't find any edible version. And, yeah, uh, it really helped me out uh, yeah. after my f- my first shot. You know, really yeah. loosened everything up. Some of them are to my ex girlfriend, but no, the the letter writing stuff is actually if, if you happen to be someone listening to this who's going through some shit, try it. You don't have to give the letters to anybody, but that has made me significantly feel better. And if so. you if you're having trouble writing letters. Uh, there's a service in, uh, I believe, England that you can call where they'll send uh, someone over named Violet Evergarden to God write letters for why you. Did I, why did I see that coming a mile away? Well, anyway, <laughs> talk about the music from Lane, you motherfucker. Uh, anyway, so the music from Lane, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. It was very thematic. It built tension. Like, it did everything you wanted from a background track. Right. It, you know, is very poignant in its use mm-hmm. and its timing. I really appreciated that mm-hmm. because it, it kind of... There is a lot of silence in Lane, and I really, really love that in mm-hmm. shows when it's done well. Mm-hmm. You know, the classic elevator scene mm-hmm. from... <laughs> I, okay, the ele- I'll put the elevator scene uh, aside for no, later no, discussion. He, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you brought it up. In Evangelion, uh-huh. and I can't remember if it's in the actual show or if it's in the end of Ava, I think it's in the show. It's in the actual show. There like is a like three and a half minute scene... Of Ray and Asuka riding an elevator in total silence. And you're wondering, did my DVD freeze? <laughs> did the streaming service I'm using freeze? Did they? Is there an issue with the network? But, like, two minutes in, Asuka sneezes. Yep. But it's a very minor, just like a quick little nod of her head and she wipes her nose. Yep. That's the only way you know that it's not moving. And it was only done because they were trying to save fucking money. And there was the direct, there's the el- classic elevator music <coughs> playing too. Well, not classic. No, it's just, was... it's just the sound of the gears turning that you hear. No, there's no music. There's no there audio. There is audio. Are you sure? Because uh-huh, I like, vividly remember going. There's audio. Did, did it freeze? I'm like 95% sure there's audio. I have, I don't, I'll have Anyways, to, it's, anyway, it's, yeah, it's, it's awful. I hate it. It's a classic silent scene and I loved it. Anyways, so. I Lane... have a very much love-hate relationship with Hideki Anno. <laughs> Anyways, so Lane does a lot of similar, not that long, but little patches of silence for character moments to show kind of the world or a scene. And they use that kind of music to really undertone it really well. Mm-hmm. To kind of paint in a slightly different light the scene in a way they want you to see it. Not to mention the both the OP and the ED are bangers. Yes. I've got the OP stuck in my head for like weeks. It's really, really Yeah, good. I've got the Tatami Galaxy theme stuck in my head. Anyways, so Serial Experiment Lane. Yes. Uh, you know, other than the music, other than the characters, which are really fantastic. It's kind of this dive into your main character, Lane's kind of exploration of the computer world right yeah. they've got this the this this other world's <coughs> called the wired which mm-hmm. is basically like the internet but like it, it builds it up to being this like 
full other world they kind of add in this sort of element you know an actual other world built off like the unconscious psyche of you know the human the popular. users who yep. use the, the what it's essentially what imagine a mix yeah. of the internet and what the matrix was Ex- basically and so you kind of building up this exploration so it starts out with lane you know you've got that initial plot element that you've sold me on which was the you know, my friend, my classmate has just died. She can, she, my classmate committed suicide and she, um, people in our class are getting emails mm-hmm. from her, mm-hmm. but she's dead. Mm-hmm. And so people are convinced it's a prank and, but Lane gets one. It ends mm-hmm. with Lane getting an email. But key thing there is Lane at that point had no, no experience with technology. No. Her, her dad's like a super computer nerd. Mm-hmm. He gets her kind of like an initial, like basically what's like a Chrome, like a Chromebook equivalent. Basically. Not not bad, but like a high end Chromebook equivalent because apparently they're like loaded or something. And so she kind of starts out with this. She gets it. She's learning. She gets an email from the dead friend. Yeah. And from kind of the tone of voice, Lane is convinced that this is actually her friend, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like pursuing that sort of plot line of like what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And every episode, you mm-hmm. come back and you kind of see Lane's computer setup. Mm-hmm. And every episode, it's progressively, like, more complex. Like, she added a thing. And remember, she started out, like, grandma-level noob of, like, what's a mouse? What's mm-hmm. email? What's, mm-hmm. like, an operating system? And She's then, also 12 years old. Yeah. And then by, like, episode four, <coughs> she, like, gets handed, like, a black market CPU mm-hmm. card. And then she's, like fucking staying up till 4 a.m. with a manual and like screwdriver set like installing this bitch mm-hmm. and she's like i'm about to overclock and like you know do all that stuff and then at one point she's like got like her setup is like a vr setup where she's got like mm-hmm. wires coming out of her mouth and shit and she's like got mm-hmm. like clips like uh when you get like heart scans. yeah it's almost like a haptic feedback but it's not exactly but and that she... i feel like that right there <laughs> that scene yeah. was the biggest foreshadow of what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, you know. And she's, like, laying in a pile of wires in her room, mm-hmm. and, like, she's got computer banks everywhere, and that's kind of, like, the progression of the show to mm-hmm. basically be, like, she's a deep-dived into this and apparently, like, picked it up really quick because, mm-hmm. like, time is really weird. Like, the perceptive of time is, like, what the fuck's going on, how much time has passed yeah. between these scenes. We don't really know. No. But it's kind of revealed as we go on that this weird behavior from not only Lane, but, like, her direct family members and other people involved. Her sister going nuts, her mom and dad being very apathetic towards each other. Well, I really, like, the apathy scenes between the mom and the dad are really unnerving. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be, like, right? Uh They're really good scenes, like, being unnerving. It's all, and, like, going back and knowing how the series ends, (laughs) it all makes perfect sense Oh, yeah, it all makes sense. And it, it's really kind of a, an interesting watch because, you know, you're seeing these scene of these two, I guess, supposed to be adult figures that we mm-hmm. expect to be not only like kind of the expectation a child has towards a parent to mm-hmm. like they're going to be an adult, but the expectation of you as a watcher being like, oh, I've seen anime before. These are going to be, you know, like our responsible-esque, you know, mm-hmm. adult characters to step in and be like, you know, this is what's going on. But like 
there's multiple scenes where the dad, who's supposed to be a huge computer nerd, like, walks in on Lane's room and sees everything, and he's like, I don't understand, like, what is hat? Like, I don't yeah. understand, like... I think it was like episode four or five where it kind of passes that threshold where he, he stops going, oh, wow, you did this. That's cool. And starts going like, what? Yep. Like being confused himself as she kind of like surpasses his technical knowledge. Yep. And at that point when Lane becomes more and more like online focused where mm -hmm. she just deep diving into this sort of world the her family kind of becomes less and less i guess fully realized as people yep like they just her father and mother just kind of sit there all day and her sister kind of holds her head in the corner and ro rocks back and forth and you're sitting there going like what the fuck is happening why is this happening right and right it's really interesting sort of these character depictions that are happening because mm -hmm. you're like obviously these aren't real people Right, like right. these these reactions aren't from. It's almost like a program on standby. Mode. Exactly, and mm -hmm. so it's kind of revealed from. You have this other cast of character in the show called the like the knights or whatever that are supposed yeah. to be like the knights templar, but like in a like a different branch. Knights of the Wired, yeah. Yeah, Knights of the Wired, and Lane seems to be hunting them because they're somehow involved in all of the weird stuff that's mm -hmm. happening because. You know, Lane's doing stuff in The Wired, and she seems to be really, really good at being in that world mm -hmm. for some reason. But there's other people in the real life saying they've seen her. Yeah. And they've seen her doing things, or she's talked to them, or she's dropped something off, mm -hmm. and she has no memory of doing those things. Yeah, basically there's two lanes, but she doesn't know she's, what they're talking about. She's like, I don't understand who is this other lane, and they, they seem to act different. They have a completely flipped personality. She's mm -hmm. very meek and, you know, very quiet and, you know, very introverted and in her behavior. But this other lean lane seems to be very extroverted, you know, outgoing, aggressive. Yeah, I was going to say almost aggressive to a fault. Yeah, very aggressive. And you kind of get to see elements mm -hmm. of Lane's character protection or uh, character progression mm -hmm. where she adopts elements of her you know, supposedly alter ego. Yeah. Where, you know, she decides, hey, I can be a bit more aggressive because people are expecting that behavior from me. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of see this story of her, you know, coming out of her shell mm -hmm. and realizing, you know, I don't have to be the sort of, like, quiet person who just goes along with everything. You know, I can speak mm -hmm. up for myself. And it's a really interesting kind of character plot, I guess, on her development. I really enjoyed that. Yep. The whole, as previously mentioned, the plotline of the alien episode, with, oh, where they yeah. kept flashing to, like, the Roswell incident. Yep, and they're using, like, really heavily embossed retro, like, shit, yeah. what kind of cheap or free footage can we find online in 1998? It was bad, because it literally was just a filler episode, basically, because uh -huh. it was but, never referenced again. Yep. And basically everything that happened in that episode wasn't plot relevant. But I believe that episode did ask us the most important philosophical question, Will. Yes. What are kids? What are kids? What, was it what are kids or what is kids? Uh, No, What it was what is kids. Yeah. What is kids? kids? What is kids? Which was the s s scene where... a. Basically, the titular on it was there's a bunch of children who are disappearing or yes. doing weird things where they, like, praise the sun, but yep. the sun is lame. Yep. It was a weird scene, okay? Just go with me on it. Yep. They were praising the sun. The sun was lame. Lane heard about this and was like, why was I in the sky? Why were there a bunch of children praising me? And then she found it was, like, a 
it was a serial killer who only killed children or something like that. It, he was a weird old man that was never relevant again. Nope. That Lane <clears throat> tracked down and visited. In the Wired. In the Wired, she found <clears throat> where he was sitting in like a ho- hospital chair, I guess, getting food or something. He was just chilling. And so in the Wired, he was on a balcony of a really nice villa. Yeah. In the real world, he was in a hospital. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of like would flash <clears throat> in between those two. And she tracked him down. And was like, her first line to him was, what is kids? Yeah. And it's just like, I, I paused it and had to go yell at Matt about yeah. what is kids. Because, yep. you know, that's a great question, Lane. What is, or what is them? So I, I when I was doing my rewatch of Lane, I actually did get to that episode and said, oh, this episode's going to break Will. <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, I'm already broken, but, you know, it, it broke the pieces. Uh, yeah, that was probably, that is... One of my favorite episodes of Lane, unironically, because of how how fucking weird it is. Uh, it's my least favorite experiment, uh, episode of Lane because it's not weird enough, Matt. But what what, what about the... Because the, the next weird thing that we see in Serial Experience Lane involves a deity. Uh, you mean God? Yeah. You, you're everybody's best friend, G-O-D, yeah. God, yeah. wearing his, his shirt and exposed chest and giant oval nipples. He looks... So much like D from Vampire Hunter D, it's kind of unsettling. I mean, I have no context for that, but I would be... Pasty, uh, pasty dude, long, wear shirts with high collars, long yep. hair. Exposed chest. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. So yeah, basically, Lane kind of figures out that the knights or whatever are like worshipping the god of the wired. Yeah. Who's, you know, just something in the wired that kind, kind of... looks of, like Marilyn Manson. Yep, that controls what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know what? I'm a I'm a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. I can track down this hoe. Mm-hmm. And through some circumstances, God ends up talking to her. And she ends up talking back to God. And they kind of form this working relationship, I guess. Until the next episode. Yeah, where they, they like, God's like, hey, go do this. And Lane's like, okay. And it, it's kind of revealed by this God that Lane has been a part of the Wired since the Wired. Yeah. Like, before him even... You know, he was like, yeah, I showed up, but you were, like, not put together, but your pieces, like, were across the wire. Yeah. And I just put you back together, And you then know. there's that trippy-ass scene where it's Lane talking to the pieces of herself, but yep. each one, all of them are, like, white silhouettes, but yep. one may have a finger, one may have her upper lip, one may have her teeth. Yeah, that was a weird... <laughs> well, it was it was mirroring the, the scene where, from the world, I guess... When, so when people go onto the wired, they, depending on how connected they are the wired, they can, like, depict more of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and they it, leave a piece of themselves. They leave them, like, so there was that one guy who was like, I really like my teeth. Mm-hmm. So my avatar in the wired is going to be my teeth talking. Yeah. And only Lane seems to be able to put, like, her full self into the wired, which is why everybody seems to know Lane. Yeah. To some degrees. Oh, I saw you on the wired. And Lane's like, I don't know who the fuck you are. And they were like, yeah, I was just the floating index finger. And she's like, that doesn't help very much. Yep. But she's the only fully realized person in because the wired. she's not a real person. Yeah, she's not a real person. So it's revealed that the god kind of found her pieces in the wire, brought her together, and then helped her basically make a homunculus? Like, basically. Uh, kind of like a, you know, an apparition of herself into the real world. Mm-hmm. And then she just made her family, so she has context. But there's this really... Except for her father. Her father was in on it. Yeah, her father was in on it. 
uh, there's this really scary scene where the gods, like, she's, like, denying that she's like, no, I am real. And the gods, like, cool. How old are you? Or, like, when was your birthday? Uh-huh. When did your parents meet? What's your parents' names? Yeah, what are their names? What's your sister's name? Uh-huh. Like, and, and Lane just staring there trying to answer and then realizing she can't. And you're in the audience member being like, that's a really good question. What are those things? Because before then, you're what like, kids? you're like, you're like, what is kid? What is parent? Like before that, you're on, you're on team Lane. You're like, no, Lane's a real god. What are you talking about? You ho. Mm-hmm. But then after you ask those questions, Lane's like, I can't answer. You're like, yeah, Lane, are you real? Like you just like that pivot. You're like, yeah. hmm. Yeah, and I and those going back, like I said, knowing how Lane ends, especially that conversation with the god. Mm. literally every episode gives you a hint as to what's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing prepares you for the Akira scene, though. No! Nothing no! Does. Like, that's the best way to compare it. It's a, it's a fucking Akira scene. There's an Akira scene where... So so it's kind of built up to this, this fight with the god where mm-hmm. she's like... She's trying to save this other character, Alice, mm-hmm. who's got a, a, a bone on for her teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of... So... Lane multiple times kind of realizes she can alter the memories of, you know, the people in the world Mm -hmm. and realizes that if she deletes every memory of something, it never happened. So if you delete every memory of somebody, they don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And so Lane at this point has done full memory wipes at least like twice, I think, Mm -hmm. on every character in the cast because she's trying to undo a bunch of events there was a Mm -hmm. like everyone committed suicide Mm -hmm. in one of them and a lot of people died Mm -hmm. uh because they were trying to get on the wire there was this sort of like religious kind of cult like behavior of like oh if we kill ourselves if we sacrifice our bodily forms we can you know become better on the wire yeah we'll live forever in the wire with without these pesky human Mm -hmm. emotions and at first lane's on board for this because she's like why do you need a body but for some reason, the only person she seems to not be able to wipe the memory is Alice. Yes. And so there's this scene where, you know, Lane tracks Alice down after a memory wipe, and Alice remembers everything, but no one else does. And Lane's like, you know, this is for the better. This is for better, you know. We don't need these, like, bodies or whatever. You know, like, we don't we don't need these pesky, like, human, like, emotions, mm-hmm. you know, upsetting the balance of things, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she's on the side of God. Right, and God's like in the background talking to her while the scene's happening, and Alice is like, "No, you know, we need these bodies. Like, I'm scared right now. I may be smiling, I may be like, but my, you know, put your hand on my chest, like, feel my heart beating. I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. None of my friends remember anything. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. I don't know who or what you are. Mm-hmm. And kind of like this realization for Lane that you know it's very useful to have these human bodies, these reactions of fear." Mm-hmm. Because she may be smiling on the outside, but you're, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean they're actually happy. Right. Which Elaine had that misconception of. Right. She's like, well, if you're smiling, then you have to be happy. And yep. so there's that realization of, like, Lane going, oh, fuck, we do need, like, actual physical bodies. Like, yep. we can't just exist on the wired, which, as being a program herself, like, not human, is, like, a really nice, like, realization, I guess. It's, like, a really nice sort of, like, AI stuff theme story of like the realization of humanity yep i guess and why it's useful and then she kind of like 
God starts getting angry in the background. Yep, I was gonna she, say, and then God shows up, and, and everything goes Akira. Yeah, God shows up, and, like, Lane, like, pivots, and it's like, I, we do need bodies, you bitch. Mm-hmm. And then God's like, no, we don't! And then proceeds to form a giant physical body to beat the fuck out of Lane. Out of Lane's computer parts. Yep, out of... Well, it's it's a flesh. It's a fleshy one. Right, but he's pulling the computer parts in. Well, Lane uses the computer parts. Oh, that's right. She, she uses the computer parts to kind of... Yeah, to compress shut, it. Yeah, to shut and him down. she shuts him down doing that She holds that down way. the power button until it stops. But my favorite, like, just dunk, like, just the dunk of the century comes from Lane in this scene. Where he's, like, forming the physical body to, like, fight her, and she's like, Huh, so you don't need a real body, huh, bud? Mm-hmm. And he's like... Don't talk about it. Yep. <laughs> He's like, mm, 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 mm. and yep. I'm just like, oh, you just, you just schooled this motherfucker. Out of context, this line is going to be awful, but in this series, God's such a little bitch. I know he is, though. Oh, uh, God. But, but yeah, that whole scene was great. That, that I is loved obviously it. my favorite scene in Lane. Yeah, she. Second only to what is kids. And then she, yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> that's the best scene in all of anime. Just hands down, like, the only thing that would beat it would be, you know, pizza cats. Pizza cats. Oh, Samurai Pizza Cats. Yeah, Samurai Pizza Cats, of course, the only thing greater. Anyways, so that whole scene was really well done. Uh Like, Lane, there's this beautiful scene where she, like, gestures with her hands, and then, like, apparently she has, like, psychotechnetic abilities for her computer parts, I guess? And they just, like, completely, like, crush this this homunculus, a weird Akira thing made by God. So it becomes an additional weird Akira thing made by two gods. Basically, because it's kind of built up that... Lane is a god in herself, uh-huh. but that the original, original, I guess, god guy isn't. So he's he's like there is no like fully omnipotent god. He's yeah. like I am omnipotent in the wire, so therefore I am god because I am worshipped. Yes, right. He's, but it's it's heavily suggested he was created by something. And Lane brings that up. She was like, well, I'm not a god because I'm not worshipped. But, like, I'm still omnipotent in the wire, just like you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, well, I'm omnipotent and worshipped, so I'm a god. And he's like, I made you. Or, like, I put you together from... You were already here, but I, I like, crafted you into an actual, like, working thing. Right. And she was like, well, how'd you get here? And he was like, I don't know, I just showed up one day. And she was like, well, something made you the same way I was made. Like, mm-hmm. you can see that. And she was like, so there is a god. And he got angry, because he was like, no, there isn't. I'm, I'm God. And she was like, no, there's a bigger one. And you're like, no, there isn't. And she was like, no, you're just an acting God until I showed up. Yep. Because she's like, if I was here first, I'm older than you. Yep. Go to your room right now. Basically, she's like, I don't care that you put me together. I'm your I'm your senpai. So yep. you better listen here, bud. Yep. And it's, it's a really nice scene. Like, I would recommend Serial Experiment Lane if you really like weird like sci-fi sort of like android sort of like stories where like it's delving into like the psychology of man yeah uh it's it's probably not the best series for that sort of thing like there'd probably be a few more recommendations on that list but if you do enjoy those sort of yeah stories like If, if you like the matrix you'd love lane yeah like matrix feels like what if the matrix or i mean i guess lane feels like what if the matrix merged with like you know psychopaths I guess. I would just say, what if in the Matrix the machines were trying to be human as opposed to being oppressors? Gotcha. I mean, that that also works. Yeah. There, so I want to I wanna make a quick little aside here. While we were talking about different anime, 
to uh, do for the show, uh, Will oh, Will no. brought up an anime that, I love. Mm. that uh, he was so excited to show me. I'm I'm very sad. And uh, he goes, "Fuck you! You've never heard of this one." And I said, "Okay, what's it called?" And he goes, "It's called Time of Eve." And I said, "Yeah, I, that sounds really familiar." He goes, "No, you've never seen this one. You've never." I said, "Is that the one with the robot cafe?" And he goes, Matt. "God damn it!" Because that would be my other recommendation. Is if you really like Lane, Time watch, of Eve. Watch Time of Eve. It's so good. And Matt, you have not seen Time of Eve. It was one of you, my favorite anime. No, no, you have not seen it. You have not seen it. I'm making you watch it. You are going to. You have never. I will take your glasses off, break them in half, give you a new pair of glasses that erases your memory. You and have as those? as we learned from Lane. Yes. If all of the memories of that happen. But what if I'm Alice? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Got you there, slut. Well, last time I checked your name was Matt, but that's that's a dangerous possibility. <laughs> so you said you'd recommend Lane? Oh yeah, it's 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 a really interesting show. I I think I would rate it like an eight out of ten, somewhere range. Like it it's not like a masterpiece that I'd write home about, but like I'd tell my neighbor about it. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, watch Lane. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, it's a really interesting series. It's unique. It like, is very, I, unique is the best way to describe like, it. I'm, Same with Tatami. Like, Tatami Galaxy in Serial Experiment Lanes don't have a lot of, like, tonal similarities, but the, the uniqueness in their storytelling kind of comes across. Like, I think that works really well here. I, I think the other thing is you have these two characters who are on journeys of self-discovery. Yep, in weird time. Time, weird... Fuckery. So, uh, so we got Alice, who's always involved with the, who knows a time is being fucked with. Yeah, is Ozu Alice? Yeah, I think so. I think oh, that no. would be the analogy. Oh, I hate that. When Ozu is Alice, so that means her dad would probably be the god. Yep, and the because uh, he's in on it. Yep, he's in on it, and uh, obviously Aketsi, the yeah, the main the love interest. The love interest would be the uh, skater boy or whatever his name is. <laughs> Oh, the actor with the sex doll? No, no, no. Uh, the 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 boy from Lane who's like Lane. You want to go out on a date? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the kid who's one of the knights. Yeah. Somehow he's like I. He like Lane like Lane invites him over for a date to her her house because she's figured out he's a knight. And he's like, Oh, you finally asked me out on a date, Lane. What are you gonna do? Are we gonna kiss in your bedroom? And they do like quickly or whatever. And yeah. then she's like, and then he's like anything else and she's like yeah you're a fucking knight and he's like fuck <laughs> damn it i got god she's like damn fuck yeah so i that, knew this was a trap that was um that was a, an experience and a half going through to tommy uh it sounds like you had some similar thoughts while you were processing lane um yeah thoughts i i think we've kind of said all we can say really yeah um, i mean what what are we what are we doing next right next is uh cat soup and a uh, nice short walk on a girl i believe so yeah that and, sounds right. and then we're coming back for the after that we're gonna do yes. the demon slayer movie versus i believe it was uh ninja scroll yep the demon slayer movie across from ninja scroll yep because we're uh it, this is gonna be a weird one because will is gonna go see the demon slayer movie before me i'm actually seeing it tonight yes he's seeing it tonight uh, and i get to go see it at a later time but that means i've got to blitz through a shit ton of uh demon slayer demon slayer but was it next week we're seeing it yeah you're we're seeing it on tuesday next week at like Okay, yeah, that's right. So I've got to blitz through Demon Slayer. I believe in you. It's a, it's, it's not like it's a bad series. No, I, I, I've actually the, see the reason we did it this way is because I've seen the first arc of Demon Slayer. Yeah, you, the first two arcs actually. Yeah. So me selling you on Demon Slayer isn't exactly poignant, but no. I'm going to sell you on the movie after I see it. Yep, and uh, 
I've, I've already kind of given you the rundown, but we'll talk about later in the episode where we actually do it. But yeah, so next we're going to be doing Cat Soup and Night of Short Walk on Girl. And then we will also be doing uh, Ninja Scroll and the Demon, Demon Slayer. Slayer movie. So All right. uh, I guess until next time, um, we will... Oh, yes, we would like to thank uh, Zach Alden for providing us with the music. Um, links to his uh, where you can find his music will be in the description yep. of this block of... There's a description box. Yeah, there's I'm a. Assuming. I believe it's south of where our voices are. Yes. But it could also be north, perhaps east or west. I'm still trying to figure out how Anchor does everything. So I, I'm, I'm, pre- I'm presuming it's south. Yeah, and you know, if we put it up on YouTube as well, then there's a description. So if box you need there. to find it, just pull up a compass on your screen. Yep. And put it wherever a voice box is. Yep. And then head south for about like two miles, and you should find the description box. Yes. Um. But this is right. actually the first time we can say. Yeah, thank you, Zach, and that we've also heard the music. It is. So the earlier statements about it being a banger, uh, I'm sorry, uh, we lied to you. It's it more is, of a bop. It is It is a bop. It is a slapper. It is a real banger, but yeah. not just a banger. So I, I would really like to apologize if we, you know... Undersold it? Undersold it. We If we proposed some sort of mythical fantasy in which it was not the best we really failed on that part so yeah. our sincerest apologies yeah big thanks again to zach for providing us with the music uh so until next time thank you again for listening to boku no tangent that time i listened to an anime podcast Suzuku.